This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the Tune In radio app. Welcome Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're we're, we're both here. We're both here. Lila Mon. No one's gone anywhere. Encounter with God. Uh, Bible study time. Get ready to get your Bibles out and dig into the Scriptures. What have you got for the uh, next clue for our quiz there, What Mon? number am I? When Abraham first interceded for Sodom, the Lord said he would spare the whole city if this many righteous people were found. He listed a whole bunch of different numbers. When Adam first interceded for Sodom. I never ever heard of Adam interceding for Sodom. Sorry, Abraham. <laughs> they both yes. start with A. All right, Mon, before we get into our Bible study, just remind us once again what to do if we are not got a great uh, signal in our area. We need to remind people about this a little bit more often. Just uh, drive all the way to our studio and come listen to us live. Oh, yeah, you can sit here. One, we've, got one, a, we've, got, we've got a spare microphone. <laughs> we'll sit in front of the microphone. Uh, I feel like we've told them so many times they could tell us what they know to do. Uh, download the Tune In app. You download it to any device, um, except for probably one of those brick Nokia's, <laughs> and uh, search for Faith of M Australia. Don't do the paid version. You can get you can use Tune In for free. It's a worldwide radio app, and through that you can um, listen to radio broadcasts with crystal clear clarity uh, anywhere in the uh, areas where you can get Wi-Fi. So not in the middle of the Simpson Desert, as it turns out. Lyle found out. Yeah, unfortunately not. We didn't. Uh, you know, I got Wi-Fi on top of Big Red. Oh really? I did. That was a. I sent a text message from the top of Big Red. Nice to my brother, <laughs> who had been there like you know twenty years before, and he's uh-huh. like, "My goodness, how times have changed." <laughs> <laughs> because back when he was there, it was HF Radio, and that was it. Well, it is. It is uh, really good to use um, the tuning app because you know you can listen to it in your car and your tractor as you're doing the dishes in your house. You stick it in your pocket, put your earphones in, listen to it on the bus. Yeah. It's a great way to listen to radio. Check it out. Very good. Today we are talking about James the Just. Ooh. Do you know who James the Just was? I didn't know. I I know of a James in the Bible. I didn't realize he was called James the Just. That was his nickname. Oh, how come? Because he was very just. I'm guessing that was pretty obvious, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But what did he do that made people go, oh, yes, he's really just? Because you don't get a nickname for no reason. There is a reason why you call him Monsoon. Oh, by the way, Braden's come up with a new one, but he's forgotten what it was. Oh no! Yeah, he said that when he tell when he figures it out, he'll text it to me. All right, so he came up with a, Lawson, a, a, a nickname for Lawson yesterday. Oh, he did. Yes, because Lawson did a mon. <laughs> what did he do? Well, he comes running up the path here, running into the studio, and plonks himself down behind the microphone in time to be on air. Not oh, good on you, Lawson. <laughs> so he's now Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lawson will Monsoon be here. Monsoon Lawson, oh, love it, love it. Oh, poor young Lawson. Bless his little heart. He's such a good boy. He is gold. Um, and we had so much fun on the radio yesterday. Oh, you missed out. You but missed anyway, out. Uh, where are we up to today? We're talking about James the Just. Yes, James the Just. Now, um, do you know who James the Just was amongst the twelve? Do you know where he kind of... Uh, there was something significant about James. Wasn't he like one of the brothers and they were called the Sons of Thunder or something? Uh, no, that was one of the other James. There's three Jameses. <laughs> There's three Jameses and you expect me to know which one's which. You didn't know there were three Jameses? I did not. I did not. There's James 1, James 2 and James 3. I didn't realise that. 
Because he's kind of like a minor fella, isn't he? One of the lesser disciples. Yeah. Well, he's not as minor as some like Bartholomew. Okay. So you get some severely minor ones. Um, So you had James, the son of Zebedee, um, also known as one of the sons of thunder. Um, He was John's older brother. So John the beloved. Okay, yeah. Uh, John's older brother, John the, 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 of the Gospel of John and the Book of Revelation and so forth. Now, he was the first martyr. John or James? James. Oh, really? John was the only one who wasn't a martyr. Mm-hmm. So James was the first martyr. He was the one that um, Herod cut his head off. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, very, very early on in the piece, 44 AD. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also one of the first disciples. And when Peter, James, and John went to the Mountain of Transfiguration, he was the one who was there. That's the same James. That's the same James. Okay. Okay, then you have James, the son of Alpheus. Okay. Um, He's also known as James the Less. You have James the Just and James the Less. James the Less. What a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Lyle the Less. How would you like that? I'm just a little bit less than everybody else. (laughs) Um, This was because he was younger. Oh, I see. Less of age. Yes. That's less of age. Um, He's only mentioned four times in the Bible, and he was crucified in Lower Egypt. Oh, wow. In the north. It's always interesting how Lower Egypt is in the north. It always does my head in. Yeah, I was just thinking, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's further down the River Nile. You go down the River Nile to go north. You go down the Nile to the go river, up. the river flows. North. Ah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Okay. So Upper Egypt is up the river, which is south. Well, actually, if we're looking at the way the planet actually is, because you know how the planet's upside down. Uh-huh. Well, in that case, it does make sense. Oh, so, so Australia's on top? Yeah. So we're not down under. You, you don't know about this conspiracy no, theory. No, I thought I thought that we were down under. I've been proud of being no, down under for so long. No, it's because cartographers so put themselves on the top when they first did the whole map, map the planet. Really, and the, they were yeah. actually on the bottom. Yeah, we're actually on the bottom. Cool. Yeah, I don't know whether that makes any difference it's, or not. Ask your son. It's a true true conspiracy. Well, it's one of the ones that I definitely subscribe to. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. this month's conspiracy theory. So, so conspiracy theory, it's truth. Maybe maybe the Earth is flat. No, but we haven't. And we're been to upside the moon. down. No. <laughs> wow. And, and we're stuck to it with... Um, yeah, maybe gravity is a thing. The earth is flat, but it's upside down. Hey. And, and all the blood doesn't rush to our head because gravity is a thing. Okay, let's get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so then you have this James, who is James the Just. Um, and he was um, he became martyred by being thrown from the temple. So they all got martyred. Except for John. No, all the three Jameses got martyred. Yes, they all got martyred. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so James, the son of Zebedee, was martyred by Herod. James, the son of Alphaeus, was crucified in Lower Egypt. And James, the just, was thrown from a high point of the temple. And when you go to the temple, it's not hard to imagine there being some rather high points on the temple that, you know, all you would have to do is throw him off the retaining wall, and that's a long, long way down. You have no idea the size of that retaining wall. Just absolutely uh, quite amazing how big those walls were. And, yeah, it's like it fell off a cliff. Where was this? Jerusalem. Oh, in Jerusalem. Yeah, the temple in Jerusalem. Okay, yeah, not, okay. not, 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 not the temples in Rome. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so guess what else is significant about James the Just? Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm, my mind is boggling that there's three Jameses and I didn't realize. Oh, there you go. Okay, so you've, James the Just was also the leader of the church which was in Jerusalem. 
He was the one who presided over the Jerusalem Council. He was the one who said, okay, if you're going to have Gentile Christians, and this is what we're going to have because this is what God calls us to have, then Gentile Christians need to keep the Ten Commandments and the health laws and to look after the poor. Good on him. Yeah, so those were the three things that he said as leader of the church at that particular time. A lot of people think that Peter was the first uh, leader of the church. Not actually true. It was James. Uh, the Bible is very clear about that. Um, he's the one who is mentioned in uh, Galatians chapter 1 um, and also in Corinthians you'll find him being spoken of. Um, and he's the James that you find throughout the book of Acts because what you'll find is in Acts is that very early on in the piece, like in Acts chapter 2 or 3 or something or other, James is martyred, but then in Acts chapter 15, James is the leader of the church. That's because James the Great, or James the son of Zebedee, was martyred, and James the Just was running the church. Okay. Yes, going to say. So it is. It is useful to untangle the Jameses that you have in the Bible. Okay, something else super significant about James the Just. He was a brother of guess who? Not the one that was the brother of John. Talking about a different one. Yeah, no, he wasn't the brother okay. of John. So this is James the Just, not uh, James oh, the Son um, of Zebedee. Um, let, um, let me guess, um, James. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was brother of Jesus. <clears throat> okay, so let's uh, – it was – James was a fairly common name at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, so hence we see a whole bunch of Jameses around the place. Even now. And even now it's – I met a new one yesterday. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's it's just not that uncommon. Um and yeah, okay, so let's let's read some of the things that James had to say and let's find out why it is that he is called James the Just. Let's go to James chapter 2 and we will begin reading in verse 1. So James chapter 2 and we will start in verse 1. So just for the record, who wrote the book of James in the actual Bible? James the Just. <laughs> okay. All yes, right. we are studying James the Just today, not the other Jameses you have in the Bible. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. All right, read for us, Bon. You know, I opened my book, I opened the Bible straight to the book of James, then I accidentally shut it, and then, no, I can't find Here we go. James. Chapter 2. Verse. 1. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? Okay, does that give you an impression as to why James yeah, the Just might have been say, called well, James the Just? There it is, right there. James <laughs> the Just. Uh-huh. He's like, you can't be favouring one person over another. We are all the same. He was a very just man. I like him so much more now that I know that he was just because people love people who are fair. They do. Yeah, it's like I can't hold anything against you. Even if I don't agree with what's happening, I can't fault it. Fault and you and historically, this has been a hallmark of Australian culture. Do you think so? I think so. Okay. Not always in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, if you look at Australian culture, you know, as soon as somebody tries to climb a little bit on the social ladder, we cut them down. Tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, tall poppy syndrome. But we do tend to give everybody a fair go, much more so than you see in other countries. That's okay. Try yeah. South Africa, for instance, if yeah, you don't think what true. I'm saying is true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You've been there. Yeah, fair um, Even the United States, you get a much better fair go in this country than in other places. Having said that, there is always room for improvement, right? Yeah, of course. Nothing, no, no culture is perfect. I think as a culture we've possibly even gone backwards. I would agree with you on In this one. area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to, as Christians, keep going Forwards. forwards rather than 
backwards. Okay, Mon, keep reading for us there. The Bible speaks about um, not favoring one person over another. For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry and another comes who, in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this show discrimination um, and that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Um, I think we've probably all heard the story of the uh, pastor who was given a new church. He had not been to that church. He did not know anyone in that church. He was from the other side of the United States, and so he decided to do a bit of a grand entry. Oh, did he? Yes. Make an impression. Uh-huh. Uh, and at the same time, you know, find out about his church. So he decides to do this grand entry. He uh, dresses himself up as a homeless person. Very complete with his complete with his uh, shopping trolley full of rubbish, <laughs> yeah. right? And hangs out on the same street of the church as people are turning up, gradually working his way closer to the church. Waits until church is well underway, and then walks in and takes a seat down the back. Why do you think he may have been doing this? I just wanted to see what the climate of his church was. Then, of course, he he stays there and and and, and considers the climate of his church for a while. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, it comes time for the sermon, and the pastor <laughs> is not there. They can't find the pastor. Now, I've done quite a bit of travelling and speaking. Mm-hmm. So many times, I've walked into a church. And they're like, oh, you're the pastor today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, I think you're our speaker for today. I don't know what it is, but they just seem, you know, as Christians, we seem to be able to recognize a pastor when uh, he walks in wearing a suit and tie, and we don't know that person. We just assume that. Pastor okay, vibes. Yep. A pastor vibes are coming through, and uh, um, this person must be the one taking our sermon today. And so somebody comes up and asks the question. Are you the pastor? This particular, this particular gentleman, uh, they came to announce the sermon. They're like, well, guys, you know, we expected our new pastor to be here today, uh, but he's not. So um, we're going to call on one of the elders to take the sermon. They hadn't asked him whether he was the pastor. <laughs> and so they did not know that the new pastor had actually arrived. And so he waited until that particular point, and then with a bit of a sheepish smile on his face, stood up, walked down the front, and gave the sermon. <laughs> Introduced himself and gave the sermon. I think it's just the greatest object lesson mm-hmm. ever. What a great way to intro yourself. Great way to intro yourself, and a great way to make your church stop and think. I guarantee that church never, ever forgot that sermon. Mm-hmm. I'll guarantee that they probably didn't remember a word that he said, but they remembered the sermon that he did. Yep, the object lesson, yeah. Um, would have spoken just, you know, very, very powerfully. Something else that's interesting is I have this bit of a habit of uh, you know, going to church I've never been to before as a visiting speaker and telling Shell, yeah, I'll just sit in the car here and go over my notes for a while because um, I always preach best when I cram. Mm-hmm. It's that preparation that you do just before you speak that's the best preparation that there is and so she'll wander in by herself Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to note how often the demeanor of the church changes towards her when they realize she's the pastor's wife oh yep 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 
It does actually, not in all churches, but in some churches, it just suddenly changes. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, there it goes again. So some of this, you know, a lot of this is human nature. But that's not an excuse because it's a bad part of human nature. And if you come to Maitland Church, you're going to find some homeless people and others on the verge of homelessness, and they don't look real great, and they, you know. But they're part of the family. Actually, the one homeless person who comes looks better than... Um, some of the others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bunch of the others. No, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, you get some rough people that turn up each other. How do we treat those people? Treat them exactly. Do we greet same way them? Do we have a conversation with them? Do we make them feel welcome? Do we find a place for them where they can go and have their smokes um, in between, you know, the 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 Bible study and the uh, main service? Uh, how do we treat that person in comparison to when a celebrity pastor turns up? Hmm. It's a it's something we need to stop and think about. And we need to do some heart searching on. And James the Just was a very just person because he addresses. Where did you get up to there, Mon? I just want to say something. It's so funny that you should say like the celebrity pastor because, you know, when the celebrity pastor rolls into town, everyone, you know, sticks it on the to-do list. Okay, I have to meet him. I have to shake his hand. Might even get him to autograph selfie. my Bible. Selfie. Take a selfie with a poster on social media. Can you imagine if we had the same to-do list with the homeless people? Like, okay, I got to make sure at church today I meet the homeless guy. I meet the struggling mother. I got to make sure I shake the hand. I got to make sure, you know, I have a little chat with them. I got to make sure, you know. I, I get a selfie with them. Yeah, I get a selfie and with them. And post it on social media. Instagram yeah. and do a write-up about what a wonderful person they are. I think we're, we we don't realize. Like reading this, I was like, well, I've never done that before. But reading it now with that in mind, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely guilty of that. I think we're all a bit guilty of that. Oh, that's a good wake-up call, isn't it? Mm, yeah, absolutely. God love the book of James. Let's read some more from the book of James. Verse 5. Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? Yes, indeed. It is good when you obey the royal law as found in scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. Oh, James gets stuck into him, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, he does hold not hold back. He talks about the royal law right there and not favoring others, you know, over somebody else. And, you know, when you think about it, it's significant that he identifies that is often people in a lower socioeconomic environment who are more spiritual and give their lives to God mm-hmm. rather than the wealthy. And it is typically the wealthy that persecute. If you're looking for persecution, it's often going to come from the wealthy rather than from, you know, just your average, uh, um, you know, friendly bogan down the street. Yeah. They're not the one, you know, they're the ones who are like, yeah, no, we respect all religions, we respect all people, and we respect you for your beliefs. It's the ones that are making lots of money and think that they're entitled to, you know, have control over the world. And it's like, well, you know, you religious people are a bunch of nuts, and we will, you know, persecute you as much as we possibly can. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a uh, he, he really has hit the nail on the head right here. And, and, of course, I think one of the traps is that, you know, so much in society is driven by money. Mm. 
and commercial interest. Even our religious laws, it turns out. Even right. our religious laws. Nothing to do with being moral or being you know, free or anything like that. It's got to do with the bottom line. As long as it doesn't hurt the bottom line, uh-huh. we're in good shape. If it hurts the bottom line, discriminate to your heart's content. Um, however, when we look at people that are coming into our church, do we fall into the same trap of thinking, okay, there's a wealthy person. If they gave their heart to God, then our church would flourish because we would have lots of money to spend. I think there's plenty of people who've thought that. Uh-huh. And that's a trap particularly for people who are in church administration. And so it doesn't matter what church you're a part of, you're going to follow the same thing. Anyway, uh, what have we got here? Kayla Hopkins with Who Am I? Good reminder of who we are. Over time you've healed so much in me And I am living proof That although my darkest hour had come Your light could still shine through Though at times it's just enough to cast A shadow on the wall Well, I am grateful that you shine A light on me at all Who am I That you would love me so gently Who am I That you would recognize my name Lord, who am I That you would speak to me so softly Conversation with a love most high Who am I? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound The same to wretch like me I once was lost but now I'm found Was blind but now I see And the more I sing that sweet old song, the more I understand That I do not comprehend this love that's coming from your hand Who am I that you would love me so gently? Who am I that you would recognize my name? Lord, who am I? You would speak to me so softly Conversation with a love most high Who am I? Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that is greater You would recognize my name, Lord, who am I? That you would speak to me so softly, conversation with a love most high. Who am I?
That was Kayla Hopkins with Who Am I? Mon, give us another clue for our quiz. Nobody's got this one yet. Our number is, get ready to call. The clues are getting easy. So the, get ready to dial this. This is one that can... I'll give it to you so you can dial it. All right? Okay. You ready? Okay. Get your phone out? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I haven't because I can't. You're not allowed to answer. <laughs> I can't. I'm talking yep. to our listener. Uh-huh. Go on. Listeners, oh four, oh, sorry, one eight hundred something. I nearly gave out my my personal number. <laughs> <laughs> I will laugh so hard. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. There you go. Dial that. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. And I reckon you'll get it on this clue. Give us the clue, there, Mon. This is going to be super easy. This is our last clue, and after this, we're doing homemade clues. The chapter in Genesis that records Joseph's death. Hint, it is the last chapter in Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, like a massive, massive hint. hint. <laughs> All right, give us a call, guys. 1-800-324-843. And, of course, when it comes time to do the clue, it is the, the quiz, it is always handy to have your Bible open in front of you, unless you are driving. Uh-huh. And then you can just call us on hands-free and have a stab, because I did. Yeah, you can pull over. It worked for me. It's worth it. Worth the prize, the movie. DVD, yeah, yeah, definitely. Kingdom Come. Really, really History awesome. Of tomorrow. Um, DVD we're giving away today. Yeah. Okay, Mon, um, where are we up to? We got up to verse um, 10. Oh, we went too far. Oh, we didn't, we didn't but we had to have that last 10. bit because that last bit was really important to the whole passage. I don't know why they missed that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's go to uh, what we see here, chapter 5, and start reading verse 1. Look here, you rich people. Weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Your wealth is rotting away and your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags. Your gold and silver have become worthless. The very wealth you were counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. The treasure you have accumulated will stand as evidence against you on the day of judgment. For listen, hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The wages you held back cry out against you. The cries of those who harvest their fields, harvest your fields have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies. You have spent your years on earth in luxury, satisfying your every desire. You have fattened yourself for the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed innocent people who do not resist you. Wow. Okay. J- James, as I say, James does not hold back, does he? He's like, aim, shoot. And you can, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Kaboom. Uh-huh. Uh, and in doing is, so, this is actually very interesting in the, in the light of recent news, where it's just coming out the hospitality industry. How many um, fat cats at the top of the food chain have been underpaying their staff? Oh yeah, yeah, and working them to the bones. So this is really that timely. is the tip of the iceberg oh. when you look around the world. Yeah, you know, you want to find find slavery, and we say, oh, you know, we did did away with slavery in eighteen eighty one or something or other, when I think Brazil was the last country to do away with um, slavery, and yet slavery has never been done away with. Slavery is a massive part of our world. In fact, slavery is far bigger problem in our world right now than it has ever been in the history of our planet. It's mind boggling, isn't it? It is, and there are so many people who are living in uh, conditions that are actually a lot worse than the slaves were in the southern states in the United States when they had the Civil War. It's disgraceful. That's our world, and we are doing very, very little about what is actually taking place in our world in relationship to slavery and injustice. Now, James here, James the Just, he comes out and he speaks some justice. In doing so, it's interesting that this is actually a prophecy. Oh, really? Did you see that? 
No. Yeah, oh, actually, yeah, because yeah, yeah, he says for the day of judgment, you're fattening yourself the day of judgment. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, be patient, therefore, brethren. Did you get up to verse seven? Uh, no, that was the next bit. So you got up to verse five. I read verse 6. Okay, okay. verse 7 gives you the context. So verse 7 actually speaks about the time period that James is speaking about in this passage. Okay. Give give us the first line of verse 7. Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Okay, so the context is? The second coming. The Lord's return. Mm -hmm. The second coming. Um, In mine it says, be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. In other words, when you see all these things happening, you know that Jesus is coming back soon. It's also interesting to consider the um, attitude that James, you know, when we look at the attitude that James has towards the wealthy people who are oppressing the poor, but what he actually sees their ultimate end as being. Uh, verse one, one again. Verse one. Yeah. Look here, you rich people, weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Yeah, okay. How many really, really wealthy people do you know that have just an amazing life? (laughs) First of all, I don't know that many many really, really wealthy people. Yeah, I know a few. The ones that do, uh, I don't know, they seem to be quite a lot of stress in their lives. I don't know, you know, and even when you look at all of our celebrities and so forth, there is a lot of stress out there. There are not that many people that are living really, really amazing lives. Mm. The ones that are, are the ones that are doing charitable work. Yeah. Uh, we have a mutual friend who is incredibly wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that either of us would swap our lives for their life in a million years. No. Nope. Uh, you know, this is the kind of person that's, um, you know, personal friends with heads of state, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. CEOs of large companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, who, who would want that kind of a life? No, never. never no way in a million ever. years. I'd rather live in a bark humpy, humpy than, uh, yep. than to... Um, have that person. Yeah, same. Yeah, than, than to have that life. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible says, Come, you rich men, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. It seems the more wealth that people get, the bigger the weight that it hangs around their neck. I love how it says it in the, uh, in the KJ... It says, your riches are corrupted, your garments are moth-eaten, your gold and silver is cankered. Cankered. It says it's cankered. <laughs> Love it. And the dust of them shall be witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. And here once again you have um, the context of this. It says you have heaped, to, heaped treasure together for the last days. And what's significant about our world right now is that the gap between the poor and the rich is an ever-growing gap. Mm. And that gap is really, in many ways, what is destroying our world. It's destroying the economy of the world, but it's also destroying the uh, ecology of the world. So if you look at, for instance, you know the 41,000 fires burning across the Amazon right now and destroying the green lung of our planet, it's caused by the gap between the rich and the poor. So you've got poor people there who look at that they look you know because they've got access to it on their phone and they can see it all the time. They know how Westerners live and they're like, well, why am I living like this? I am going to live like a Westerner. So how am I going to live like a Westerner? Well, I need to clear land and I need to build bigger farms and I need to make more money, and I'm going to work hard and work and and live like a Westerner. And so rather than thinking about the planet, they just burn the country that's in front of them and turn it into farming. 
they might not even understand. They have no idea yeah. because you know their education is not that education, that great. Yeah. They're just you know their education is coming from what they see on their on their screen and the movies that they watch because you know all of these people have a screen now. Uh, and, and, and so when they look at Western society, they're like, well, whatever it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. Western society, to some extent, has reached a point that's like, well, you know, it's not actually whatever it takes. We do need to, you know, if we're going to, you know, actually enjoy the wealth that we have, we need to have a planet that we can share it with. But the Bible talks about people heaping together treasure in the last days, and the top 1% of our planet have more wealth than the bottom 99% combined. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? It is absolutely mind-boggling. And here in Australia, of course, we are well in that top 1%. And then, of course, it goes on to um, you know talk about the hire of the laborers, which has been kept back by fraud and has come to the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. That's in verse 4. And, uh, yeah, something will be done about it. Justice will prevail one day. Anyway, this is Fernando Ortega, all creatures of our God and King.
fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10 a.m. every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Listen. Sydney Wolverton. I came to church a beggar and found I have a saviour. So Anna Beden. Hallelujah. It is also very simple. And Kemi Ogandi. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event as three of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413122348 now to book your seat.
to conquer though I die Then no way to Jesus On wings of love I'll fly Farewell to sin and sorrow I bid them both adieu Know my friends prove faithful And on your way pursue Shout a Cardiphonia Music. Oh, when shall I see Jesus here on Faith FM? It has come time for question of the day. And this is a question of the day where we're going to try and get through as many Bible verses as we can. But before we get to it, do we do mention, need to mention that Dale from Queensland has won the prize? The number was 50. Good on you, Dale from Aitken Vale in Queensland. Oh, that rhymed. Dale from Aitken Vale. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yes, we love it when people with um, rhyming names and suburbs call up. And, uh, and also we love when people get the answers right. And yes, the answer was indeed 50. Dale, we'll be sending you a copy of Kingdom Come, a DVD about the history of tomorrow. Mm, Congratulations. You'll be enjoying that one. It's time for Q of the D. Uh, Lyle, a bit of a corker coming your way. If there you, is indeed. If you have a question, give us a call. Uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. 1-800-324-843. Today, Lyle, yes. the question goes like this. Let me just have a hiccup. Okay. In the Old Testament, which divine person communicated directly to his people? 
was a God the Father or Jesus, who literally walked and talked with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and dealt directly with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the one who spoke face-to-face with Moses and the one who spoke the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai. Okay, a bunch of verses to look at here. Where will we start? Maybe we'll start in Genesis chapter 18, where the Bible says that... Just finding it in verse 1. And the Lord appeared unto him, that's Abraham, in the plains of Mamre, as he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. The word here, Lord, is Jehovah. We know that was Jehovah, but then the Bible goes on to say that after they had a conversation together, uh, if you go down to uh, verse 24 of chapter 19, they had a conversation together about Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says, The Lord reigned upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Obviously, you have two people here who are both called Jehovah, one who is on earth, one who is in heaven. The question is, who is the one that is on earth? The answer is found when you go to John chapter 8. So Gospel of John chapter 8, Jesus makes a statement here that confuses a bunch of people and was also a part of our quiz today. In verse 56, the Bible says, or Jesus says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. And the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? And he said to them, Truly, truly, before, uh, truly, truly, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. And so he says, Yes, indeed, I've seen Abraham. I was around before Abraham. He said, in fact, he does not say before Abraham I, you know, existed, I was there, or I was. He says, I am. And when he says, I am, he now takes us to the story of Moses. And so if we go back to Exodus chapter 3. Who was it that appeared to Moses? Exodus chapter 3. Um, and we will go to, um, the Bible says in verse 2, um, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the middle of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw, the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the middle of the bush. Well, which member of the Godhead was that that was in the bush? We go down to uh, verse uh, chapter thirteen. Sorry, for, chapter three and verse thirteen, fourteen. Uh, Moses said to God, "Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Then God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And Jesus identifies himself as the great I am, the same who spoke to. Abraham and the same who spoke to Moses in the burning bush. Just to confirm this, we need to consider the Ten Commandments. And of course, the Ten Commandments were spoken by God from the top of Mount Sinai from the cloud. Well, who was it that followed the children of Israel in their wilderness journeyings? Who was it that was in the cloud uh, and in the rock and so forth? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you would be ignorant how that our fathers were under the cloud and passed through the sea. They're all baptized under Moses in the cloud and the sea, and they all ate the same spiritual drink, and they drank of the same spiritual drink, and that drank, uh, and they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. And so we find that the rock and the cloud Uh, the one who spoke the Ten Commandments from Mount Sinai, that was all Jesus Christ. Somebody else, not mentioned in the question, who had an experience, oh, we're out of time, was Joshua. And he met Jesus Christ 
as well. This is Vocal Union. Walls around the city came a tumbling down The Lord delivered Daniel from the hungry lion's den He rolled the waters back before old Moses and his men He led the people out of Egypt's bondage and its sin The Lord, he calmed the ocean and the mighty winds that blew He saved the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace too He rose up from the grave just like the prophet said he'd do Never will forsake us, matter not what may come Safely he will lead his faithful children on home The Lord's a brother Jonah gonna in of a land But he disobeyed the Lord by hiding away Then Jonah got converted to obey the command From the well the Lord delivered him on that day The Lord delivered Daniel from the hungry lion's den He rolled the waters back before Moses and his men He led the people out of Egypt's bondage and its sin The Lord, he calmed the ocean and the mighty winds that blew He saved the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace too He rose up from the grave just like the prophet said he'd do Never will forsake us, matter not what may come Safely he will lead his faithful children on home. The Lord has raised the dead and caused the blinded to see. Cleanse the leper spots and turn the water to wine. The Lord's the same today and now forever will be. There's no other power like the Savior divine. The Lord delivered Daniel from the hungry lion's den. He rolled the waters back before old Moses and his men. He led the people out of Egypt's bondage and its sin. The Lord, he calmed the ocean and the mighty winds that blew. He saved the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace too. He rose up from the grave just like the prophet said he do. Never will forsake us, matter not what may come. Safely he will lead his faithful children on home. That was Vocal Union with He Will Lead His Children Home. You're listening to Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show. We are about to give something away for free. And we're going to talk about the Exodus, the great deliverance. Well, why not? Let's find out who was in the cloud, who was in the rock. Uh, who was it that baptized the Israelites in the Red Sea crossing? Who was it that made the Red Sea crossing in the first place? I think we all know the story, but this book will go into it in great depth for you. Exodus, the great deliverance. Tell us all about it, Mon. What's it all about? Uh, so it's written, well, I think you just summed it up well, Lyle. <laughs> it is written by E.G. White, and it's the real story um, about the Exodus. The Exodus, of course, being when the children of Israel uh, left Egypt, left uh um, their slavery and did a mass exodus out of that country and uh, began their uh, wilderness years. Um, this story is just an incredible book. This is an incredible book. Uh, it's called Exodus the Great Deliverance. Give us a call now, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Uh, we got one copy right here. We can give it to you for free. All you need to do is be the first caller through. And we will send that to you free of charge. So call us right now, 1-800-324-843. We want to remind you guys that we always enjoy your company here on The Morning on The Breakfast Show, Positively Different Radio, where you will hear positively different news. You will get an opportunity to hear what we're thankful for, and hopefully you can think of what you're thankful for this morning as well. Um, of course, there is always something to be thankful for, and we want to promote good, positive thoughts, positive vibes, and good health in your life every day, good mental health 
and the, the the foundation of good mental health is being finding something to be thankful for every day. And one of the one of the other steps you can take towards that good mental health is having good family relationships. And we want to encourage everyone who might be struggling with a family relationship. It's Father's Day this weekend. Give your dad a call. You know, mend some broken bridges. Um, get in touch. Uh, you know, patch those things up. The next song we're going to be hearing is uh, is about fathers. So listen to that and have a great weekend. Saying, lead me with strong. 